Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! of the internet's most dangerous Tottenham Hotspur podcast. It's Wheeler Dealer Radio, and we're back a little sooner than we expected because there is managerial news afoot. I am joined this week by my co-host, Ben Daniels. Ben, how's it going? Wow. I can't keep track of this. Yeah, I like to keep you on your toes. Sidekick, co-host again. I mean, I... I feel I feel much like our manager search uh, on very uncertain footing. And Brian Ashlock, how are you doing today? I'm great. I noticed that I get neither sidekick or co-host. I'm just I said co-host here, I guess. I said co-host, Brian. Come on. I think you did. I did. Oh my god. We'll have to play it back. We'll have to see. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Good thing we're a barely. Just if you're listening to this, you know, tweet us or tweet me specifically <laughs> and let me know how Greg slighted me in this particular episode. You know, there's. I'm sure there's some way. Uh, so yeah, we thought we'd be on a little bit more of a hiatus, but then I think the day after we recorded our podcast last week, news came out that all the rumors about Mauricio Pochettino coming back to Spurs were not entirely unfounded. Uh, just before we get started, I want to date this podcast for everyone listening to it, because things seem to be moving fast. We are recording this on Tuesday night in America, uh... So keep that in mind as things on the ground rapidly change. Hopefully they stay status quo for at least a day or two so you can get something out of this podcast. But hopefully we can give you uh, some interesting That'll be analysis. a first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think we've ensured something will happen tomorrow by recording this tonight. Um, before we get any further, I want to try something a little different. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes and please ignore our audio quality because that's a nice thing for you to do. And follow our Twitter feed for the podcast at WDR Podcast. That's WDR as in Wheeler Dealer Radio. Now, moving on from that, it is time to talk about Mauricio Pochino coming back to Spurs. The situation as it stands, in case uh, our listeners aren't quite as obsessive as we are, is earlier today, uh, or for, well, really, okay. Starting last week, rumors started making its their way around the media and ITK circles, if that's something you care about, and, but that's obviously not real. Uh, but rumors started making their way in the media that not only was Mauricio Pochettino unhappy at PSG, he wanted to come back to Spurs. This was linked with rumors of him also maybe being Real Madrid's top target. That took a turn today when Real Madrid uh, announced their interest and hired Carlo Ancelotti in about the span of five minutes, which was very weird and I would imagine a little bit depressing if you're an Everton fan. But if you're an Everton fan, you're probably used to that. Uh, following that, later on in the day, a uh, sort of mid-range French paper published a story that had been hinted at in other media outlets that, but that Mauricio Pochino was unhappy at PSG and wanted to leave. This has been backed up by lots of, di- of plugged-in French reporters saying that he, he and Leonardo do not get along. This is not surprising because Leonardo has had a uh, less than great relationship with PSG's last couple of managers. He's a, who's Leonardo, Greg? Leonardo is the sporting director at uh, PSG and a former player. Uh, and you know, as he's uh, one of four Ninja Turtles. I was about to say, based on Renaissance artists. <laughs> as any child of the '80s can tell you, Leonardo is hard to like. So. The report is that he wants to leave. This was very quickly followed up by reports that PSG has not received a request for him to leave uh, by some fairly prominent football journalists in England. And that's where we stand right now. It sure seems to me like this this all looks like Mauricio Pochino trying to force an exit out of PSG. And weirdly enough, all the reporting, you know, uh, there's certainly that cynical part of my brain that, that thought, oh, is this just a power play and he's trying to force Leonardo out? Maybe that's what's happening, but the tenor of all the reporting is he wants to come back to Spurs. Uh, there's not any serious speculation amongst the reporting that I've seen that this is just a move to get Leonardo out of PSG. So that's where we are right now. I guess we'll get into our opinions in a second. Brian, does this uh, does this feel real to you? I mean, does this feel like a real news story? I mean, 
I guess it is, but it still is very surreal. I mean, last week it didn't feel real, and now this week where we're basically into this has been in the news cycle for what five six days at this point and no one like not pochettino's agent not pochettino himself not jesus perez not no one has come out and like definitively squashed this like no i'm very happy at, at psg i have no interest in the tottenham hotspur job i love the club i'd love to return there someday but not now like the fact that that statement hasn't happened makes you think that this has some level of legs. Like, it, it, it's just weird that all the parties that should have something to say about it one way or another have been very, very about it. And and I left this out. Uh, Alistair Gold is even he, he followed up that reporting with his own that Pochino wants to leave and come back to Spurs. I think that's the thing that I find most interesting and convincing beyond the fact, like you said, Brian, no one's tried to squash this, is the leak that Pochettino wanted to leave, like the def- like a sort of very definitively came out after the Real Madrid job had been filled, which for better or for worse, I think tells you he wants to come back to Spurs, which is more than a little bit surreal, right, Ben? Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, it's extra odd when you kind of try to try to line up all the pieces because, you know, we've been used as a stalking horse many a time uh, over the years and and certainly at least once this transfer window um, as Nagelsmann went to Bayern. And so I think there was definitely a feeling at the beginning, at least, that, well, if Zidane's gone from Real Madrid, we know Real Madrid have had eyes on Pochettino for a while. That's where he's going. Um, and so today's news that, and boy, did that happen fast, that Carlo Ancelotti is going from Everton to Real Madrid definitely makes it seem like there's nowhere else for Pochettino to go. Like, I mean, there are, there are no other vacancies out there as big as us. And How broke Real Madrid? A- How broke Real Madrid if that's what they're doing? Like, <laughs> like I mean, Ancelotti, like, <laughs> Everton looked like they were going to do really well this year, and they finished, what, 10th? 10th? Yeah. 10th. Like, I, I, I mean, I guess you're not banking on that rebuild happening, you know, right now. You're just going to kind of keep the band together and hope it does something? Like, that's a very, very weird hire to me. Yeah, especially when the other guy on the market that we've talked about before is Antonio Conte, who we know has a lot of demand um, in terms of transfer spending. And Real Madrid not hiring him, even if they didn't hire Pochettino, and hiring Ancelotti instead sure sounds like they do not have the money to make a deal with, with Conte viable. And or, all at they least, have is, yeah, or at least it, like meet his demands if he's going to come there. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. Whereas Ancelotti is a guy who is notorious for coming up at a club and looking at all like the weird hodgepodge pieces are going, all right, I'll make something work out of this. If, so, I swear yeah, to God, if, if, I mean, if this is how Bale gets games again at Real Madrid, just getting the whole gang from 2014 back together. You know, Bale coming back was always dependent on a lot of factors. Uh, I mean, we don't know. We, I mean, as of this recording, we had a we year, had... it was great. I'm, I'm not counting on anything. It's... Um, but it's crazy, like you said, like, they didn't even, if they were serious about Pochino, either they got a very firm answer, or are so broke they're not willing to test anybody's, like, like Tottenham's more willing to test PSG's resolve than them, which is mind-blowing to me, because we, we've all heard that Spurs aren't exactly flush with cash right now. Right, and that's that's where I was going before Brian derailed us with talking about Real Madrid's finances, <laughs> but... The fact that Real Madrid signed somebody so quickly leads me to believe that they looked at the Pochettino situation and said, there's nothing here. And if Pochettino is unhappy at PSG, that leaves two options. He just wants to get Leonardo fired or he wants to come to Spurs. Like, that's really it. And it's definitely looking like Spurs is is where this is going. It's, It's crazy. I'll say one thing about the reporting of this. Because I think I know where the reporting is going to head. But, like, 
for all these football journalists who are cynical and like act like writing about football is a chore because the game's full of money. They can't find it within their sort of like black hearts to, to find some sort of charm about Pochino wanting to come back to Spurs. That they can't find any romanticism in that. I'll be very, very irritated because putting aside the fact that I'm a Spurs fan, there is something kind of. I don't know, charming about that in a way that we don't usually see in modern football. Maybe it's motivated by a bunch of other stuff, but I think that this is a fairly romantic story. Looking at it... We haven't seen a story this romantic since Jose went back to Chelsea. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) But Stuff dreams are made of, baby. Ben, how do you feel about... like? Let's say for the sake of argument, I mean, we don't know if this is going to happen because we don't know... I mean, I have a hard time if Pochino truly does want to leave. Like, boy, that that's hard to turn around. And you know, I mean, do you really want a manager in charge of your club who doesn't want to be there? I mean, that's way worse than a player. But let's assume for the sake of argument that it's true. How do you feel about Pochino coming back to Spurs? I mean, over the moon and <laughs> also slightly terrified. You know, it's like... He's he's the one that got away, and you always hoped that like you'd work things out and get back together. And it's just it just hasn't been that long. And I worry that all the reasons that we broke up in the first place haven't really been resolved, and it can only end badly. And like you know, because I'm a bitter, cynical Spurs fan who have you know seen bad things happen so many times, I can't help shake the feeling that. He'll, he'll come back and it will go badly and the second time we break up it's going to be really ugly and it'll you know taint my feelings that I already have for him and like I can't I can't shake that side of it that like I don't want this to be bad because well, that's scary I think but that's, I want it to be good so much I think that's the fascinating thing about this is and we're, we're going to talk more about that but like this is not good for Mauricio Pochino's career. Like, if he's just looking at, like, his career as a manager, not great. Like, you know, turning your back on PSG, like, I don't care how shitty Leonardo is, I don't care how boring he is practicing his katanas, like, alone in the woods and sitting on logs or whatever he did in that movie. Like, it's not a great look for him to go to get fired by Spurs, go to PSG. I mean, this is still an upward trajectory. If he comes back to Spurs, again, I think... Fine, great. I think a lot. Of, I think it will charm a lot of people, and especially if he does well. But it's if it doesn't go well, I mean, boy, I mean, the caliber of job he'll be looking at. I know Mourinho keeps getting work, but that's a guy with a pedigree, with a real pedigree of trophies in his back pocket. I mean, Pochino is going to have to step down a level. I mean, you know, maybe he goes and coaches a team like Roma or something if if, if it doesn't work out. But he's really putting his ass on the line if he's truly just trying to get back to Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, like, there's only two ways it goes. Either he comes back to Spurs and it's a wonderful success story and he's here for a long time and if he ever does want to leave, he can write his own ticket because he's been so successful. Or he fails and the only success on his career is is Spurs, really. And to now taint that success story with a, a failure at Spurs, you know, he's probably looking at, at an AVB type, type mm-hmm. career, you know? Rocking Especially Bennett and Marseille and nonsense clubs. And, I mean, and just, you know, I mean, he went to a big club and couldn't deal with management. And, you know, at a certain level, I think all big clubs have some level of nonsense like we're seeing at PSG. Maybe it's worse at PSG. You know, I, I tend to, you know, if you told me PSG is a bigger circus than most, I would believe you. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a big risk. And it's part of why I'm sort of like, I don't know, positive on it. I mean, I mean, for speaking purely from like an emotional standpoint, a lot of what hacked me off. And I think, I mean, Ben, you said you were surprised when I told you I was excited about this is, but a lot of what hacked me off when Pochino left Spurs, it felt like he gave up on us. Like he just stopped trying, you know, it really felt that first time. Like he just was not interested anymore. Like he couldn't motivate the club. Like, and again, a lot of this is just from the outside looking at, I don't know how true this is. It felt like he stopped caring. And that's kind of what pissed me off. And this is sort of like, in the way that it's a mea culpa for Daniel Levy to try to hire him, him trying to come back is sort of like, you know, if if the problem before was lack of interest, then it doesn't seem like that's going to be the problem this time around. I mean, there's a whole set of other issues, like have he and Levy learned how to like deal with the issues that caused all the problems in the first place? 
you know, what lessons have they learned? Are they going to be able to address them this time? But from a purely like, what do I need emotionally to make this work? Like, I feel like I'm getting it just by virtue of he was trying to leave one of the richest clubs in the world to come back to us. And that's all, you know, that like, I know there's all these problems, but like when I think about this, all I can think about is like the fans singing he's magic, you know, at his first game back and what that's going to feel like. So, I mean, Brian, I mean, how it, many, Ben, go ahead. But. Yeah, I want, no, I want to know, Brian, the guy who loves Jose Mourinho, how does he feel about this noted non-winner coming <laughs> into Spurs and bringing his non-winning mentality back to this team? Brian's too busy learning Italian so he can follow Roma. <laughs> I already follow Roma. Um, <laughs> uh, no, um, I am not as enthused as everybody else is i guess like of uh, yeah right and, and i want to i, I want to be very careful in saying that like what right basically yeah <laughs> right um uh, this i'm not trying to do this as a bit but i just like it's weird to go back to pochettino after so little time away from him you know, like, if we were two years further down the road, I think maybe I would feel differently about it. But, like, we're still not that far divorced from, you know, that 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 half of the season where the team basically quit, the other half of the season before where, but for the Champions League run, we played like shit. Um, you know, and... Kind of the idealized version of Pochettino football that we all think about and talk about. Spurs hadn't played that for, I don't know, the last year, year and a half under him. Um, it, and it also will, bringing Pochettino back also means a big squad turnover because we still have most of the players that quit on him. So I don't know. I think it's weird. Um, I, if I had to pick, I wouldn't do it, but like, I'm not going to be all pissy and annoyed about it. If, if it is what happened, but like, there has to be some real changes. Like, like, like Ben was saying, you have to, you have to figure out like, have Daniel Levy and him made up, like, have they, are they going to put into place a system where Pochettino was in charge of transfers? Cause that's probably bad. Or are they going to put in place, you know, a, a director of football situation? And is Pochettino going to be willing to compromise on guys that he wants and, you know, that are within our budget? And like, there's, there's just a lot of questions about whether or not this will actually work for Spurs. And I think we're all kind of in the same place that Greg is, where it's just like, we just want to be happy about who our manager is. We know Pochettino can make us happy. He's already got a song. Like, wouldn't that be fun and cool and romantic? But isn't there something... We've talked about Harry Kane on the last podcast, last couple podcasts. And, you know, I think Wendy on his podcast... Yeah. Exactly. Wendy on his podcast said something about how, you know, what Kane's comments and stuff is a reminder that these people don't feel the same way about the club that we do. And I'm not naive to think that's exactly what's going on here, but... I don't know, maybe especially in the wake of Harry Kane, I'm extremely susceptible to that. Like, that Pochino does love us on some level that goes a little bit deeper than what you typically see in the game, that he does care. You know, like, we, we talked a lot, Ben and I, when we did our first podcast after um, Kane announced that he wanted out, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of figures like Gerard, um, you know, like Tot, Totty, like people who do have a special relationship with the club. And, you know, I think... You know, I don't want to say this is coming out of nowhere. I think the way Pochettino left, the, the way he left, there's certainly a, a lot of warmth between him and the fans of the club and in a way that did feel genuine. And there's something enormously charming about this to me. Now, maybe it's just it's been a long year in the pandemic. Maybe it's because my kid's been sick for six or seven days and I'm just tired and not thinking straight. But it's hard for me to get past just the raw emotional satisfaction of a, I want Mauricio Pochino to make me feel like he used to, and B, he does love us as much as we loved him. And you know, Dad got his cigarettes, and he's actually coming back. And it's it's very hard. I, I understand all the things you were talking about, Brian, but it's very hard for me just to not 
it's very hard for me to get past just the emotional satisfaction of A, Pochino wants to come back, and B, he might actually come back, and he's going to leave PSG to do it. It's very hard for me to overlook all that. I'm sure if we have another stretch of games like we had at the end of his last year, like I'll get over that real fast, but... For right now, it's just that that's what consumes my brain when I think about this. Well, I mean, the other thing is, is the longer this takes, the more likely we're at, we are to have that weird stretch of games at the beginning of the season where we look out of sorts. Like, this is already going to be a weird offseason to change managers anyway. You've got a Copa America. You've got the Euros. Um, you know, Spurs have a bunch of players that are involved in the Euros. They've probably got a handful that will be involved in the Copa. And we're just going to be tired. And the the preseason is going to be short. And if we keep wasting, you know, days and weeks, you know, getting a a backroom team in here, uh, getting a manager set up, like, we're just wasting time figuring out what we're doing. And I I don't care what they do, just they need to do it soon. I mean... You know, that's going to be a problem with whoever we hire. Is they're going to have a shortened summer to, like, figure everything out. At the very least, with Pochettino, like you said, there's a ton of guys who played under him before. The learning curve for his style of play is going to be much, much less yeah, he's, steep. He's not going to have to learn where the bathroom is. And he's not going to have to learn where the bathroom is or anything. Like, like He's going to be very Eric familiar. Dyer can show him at the, if he doesn't remember. <laughs> ben, you talk, we, we talked about the managerial search a few weeks ago, and you mentioned the whole... You know, like, you hope we didn't just, like, start chasing cars down blind alleys. And I was thinking about that as this Pochino stuff came up. Clearly, I think this has been in the background of managerial search for probably a little bit longer than we realized. Is is this the kind of thing that's worth chasing? I mean, obviously, it's not good if it doesn't lead anywhere. But I don't know. This is an opportunity. I feel like it might be worth delaying things for a week or so if you can try to make it happen. I mean, all, obviously, if it eventually happens, it it's, could be worth it. But, I mean, is it worth maybe putting off nailing down a guy that you had, like, I mean, you know, to try to make this work? Or So it feels like we approached this managerial search with a, a clear first choice in mind and then a clear list of backup targets in Ten Hag, Potter, Brendan Rodgers, um, you know, and, and that list of people that went around for, like, the, the end of the season. And it feels like we abandoned that process once we heard Conte was unhappy at Inter. Well, did we abandon it, or did two games just become available? Like, I I guess that's... Right. I think we've done a very deliberate, structured search over the last, you know, two months. It's been 40-some days now, I think, since we fired Mourinho. Like, it's a long time. You know, Real Madrid replaced Zidane in, like, 12 hours. Um so it felt like we had a process and then we very quickly got our head turned um, when we saw Conte available. It was like, well, we can't not interview Conte. And then it sounded like once we started talking about Conte, Pochettino's ears perked up and was like, maybe I'm not happy here. And then it sounds, again, from ITK and reporting, it sounds like we may have pissed off Conte by then like turning our eyes towards Pochettino. And I think, in both of those cases, the managers are good enough that like it's worth abandoning your process for because when you started your process, these names were not on the market. They weren't viable targets. Um, my worry is that whenever everything shakes out with Pochettino, he's still got a two-year contract at PSG. They decide they don't want to let him go, or you know he was actually angling to just get Leonardo fired. And then we go back to Conte, and he's pissed off because we dicked around with Pochettino. And then we go back to our other shortlist, and we fucked that up as well. And, like, that's what I I get concerned about with with the way we're, like you said, just sort of, like, chasing cars. Um, But I think, yeah, this is the guy guy you, you give up on that process for because you know what you're getting with him. You're getting the best manager we've had in... 70 years, um, 60 years. And if you're willing to do the things that it's going to take to make this relationship work, you do it because he's amazing. And we've talked before about all the, all the PR problems Spurs have had <laughs> with the, with the super league, with, 
you know, the cup final and Mourinho and Mason and, and everything. Um, this is such an obvious, easy, goodwill move to get the fans back on your side that beyond a sporting context, it's like, it's a no brainer for Levy to chase this down if it's an option. I don't know. I just, you can't, you can't go back to your ex this soon. I just, Hey, you don't know that. You don't know that. What's an appropriate cooling off period with your ex, Brian? I mean, ideally, ne- you should just never go back to your ex. Yeah, generally, that's been my strategy in life. But, or they don't come back to me, but... Yeah, I mean, that, that says more about you than it does about Yeah, it does. But all right, thanks. Um, no, I just... I. The thing is, is, like, I just cannot see a way in which this goes better than the last time and like we were all still left a little bit like oh there's unfinished business and you know we still never won a trophy with him and but like i mean are i, we can... st- I mean we're, I, we're, we're not gonna finish second in the league again anytime soon i can construct the scenario in my head i don't know how likely it is but you know pochino got i think pochino was sort of like like really wanted to be at a bigger club after he signed his extension was first. I think he wanted to be at a club where all these problems, transfers weren't an issue, there was more money to spend, they were fighting for bigger trophies, and he got it. And he went there, and boy, the grass wasn't greener on the other side, and boy, I love Tottenham, and I didn't realize how much I missed it until I went, and I miss living in London, and, you know, he's just in for the rebuild. He's, you know, he's just, he knows what he was missing, he's had time to sort of refresh and rethink things. And he and Levy have had now had, because they've had time away from each other, they've had time to sort of rethink their relationship. And, you know, like I can construct that case in my head. I think probably some of it is even true, but a lot of it is probably not. And it, I think you're absolutely I, right, Brian. It could be a very bad idea where we just relive the same fight sooner or later. But I, I don't know. It's, it's Puccino is one of the best managers in the world. I mean, here's why it's a good idea. You know, if we look back at, like, why things failed, it was struggles with transfers, Daniel Levy not refreshing the squad the way Pochettino asked, and Pochettino being a real diva about who we signed. Um, The failures of that transfer process leading to a stagnated squad with a lot of injury problems where Pochettino was kind of reinventing tactical um, setups on the fly to try and maximize who was available. And... You know, the rumors when it, when it all went south was that he was trying to make this diamond midfield work despite everybody hating it because he felt that that was the only kind of setup, setup he could make work with the players who were fit and available to him because he never got the refresh that he wanted. And so, you know, you now fast forward almost two years and you got to think, at the very least, Daniel Levy knows that we need to do a squad rebuild that was something that was going to have to happen whoever we hired um you know the players have now spent a year and a half under jose Mourinho, who has got to be terrible to work with on a daily basis in training and we've heard tons of leaks about people being unhappy with his training methods and his tactical approach and things like that that a lot of people who are unhappy with pochettino maybe looking back a little more fondly on, on on what Papa had them doing. And so, you know, I think the wisdom of, even though it's only been a couple of years, I think that that hindsight is not a hard lesson for everybody to have learned. Um, you know, if Daniel Levy is willing to work on the recruiting part of the team, if Pochettino is willing to trust that other people can do the signing for him, um, and if the players are excited to have him back, then, you know, we could have fixed all those problems. I mean, Zidane left Real Madrid and then came back a year later, and it wasn't terrible. Like, he left again, but it wasn't terrible. You know, Allegri just went back to Juventus. It'll probably be fine, better than whatever they were doing with Pirlo. (laughs) You know, like, I, I don't... And Jose came back to Chelsea and won, won the league. And I think there's something to be said for, 
I, I don't know if Levy should be making hiring decisions based off of this, because, but like, you know, it would be nice for him to hire someone like Pochettino who makes us all very happy. Like, which isn't to say a Ten Hag or a Graham Potter wouldn't get there eventually, but after the fucking like year we've just had, like, you know, it wouldn't. You know, it's not just a publicity stunt. It, it is. It would be nice. It's not. It is also a publicity stunt, but it's more than that. And it would be. It would just be nice. I mean, you know, we talked last week about Gareth Bale being such a bright spot in an otherwise terrible season, and that has. You know, it's not the manager. It's a guy who you know sat on the sidelines for a lot of the season. But when he did play, it was wonderful, and it gave us a lot of joy. And I think that aspect of it, it's just someone who can bring joy back to Mudville is really, really important right now. You know, people were enjoying Ryan Mason even as he lost games and was kind of bad. Yeah, because he, yeah, because he had that connection with the club. And after a year and a half of Jose Mourinho and a half a year of just misery under Pochettino, it was nice to have something like that again. I, I don't know. It's it's very, you know, like I mean, the, the thing that again I can't sort of stop wrapping my head around is like if let's say he comes back and it is a success, like what a fucking story, like it would just be like the best thing that's ever happened if he came back and it's good. I'm not even saying we're winning tons of trophies. If it's just good, we're we're in top four. We're competing for things. Like would just be incredible. He turned his back on the richest club in the world to come back to us and we're good again and we're fun again. Like, if it works out, like, I literally can't imagine a better scenario that I would want to be a part of. Like, it, it's... I'm getting very wrapped up in that, but, you know, I'm sure my mind will change when, when games are being played and we're angry at, you know, his substitutions again. There's, he has downsides as a manager. He might have significant downsides coming back with all the baggage he left here, but... I, I can't see past the positives right now. I mean, we're definitely not going to sell Musa Sissoko now. <laughs> no, Brian, don't bring me down like that. Just saying. I mean, I mean, if there's anybody that would want Sissoko around, it's Pochettino. Well, if we're, if so we're just working off of good vibes, Brian? if we're just working off of good vibes. Yeah. Um, I think, Ben, I think I definitely talked myself into the Ten Hag. And I don't know that that's a better decision or that we would ultimately be, you know, any better or any worse under Pochettino, but it would be something different. Like, I, I, I like the idea of Ten Hag. Like I said, I, I talked myself into that back in, whatever, April when we, we were first linked with him. Or, or, so I, I guess that's my preference now, but... I, I'm not interested in Conte. I'm not. I wasn't interested in you know Zidane or Ancelotti. Not that we were linked with any of them, but you know I, I'm not interested in Hansi Flick. Like I don't know. So what is it about Ten Hag that has you excited? Is it that it's like it could it could be anything and you can dream it could, on yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It could back. be anything. It could be different. We don't know that it can be bad. It could even because, be Pochettino. You know, yeah, it could be. It could be like Pochettino. Where it's fun, um, and it might not be bad like it was at the end of Pochettino. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I, I like that he he does work developing young players, which I guess you're forced to do at IX to an extent. And, you know, because Pochettino was always sold to us as that. but Yeah, he'd like, been bad at it for a while. Na- I, name I a young player that came through, you know, non-Harry Kane division, you know, and... Harry Winks, the worst player in the history of time. Yeah, Ryan, yeah, exactly. Ryan Mason. I mean, yeah. yeah, one of the things I hope they've learned uh, as Daniel Levy and Mauricio Pochino like, learn their lessons. I hope it is we are sending young play- promising young players on loans, Mauricio. But it's just like, and you know, like so many players, you know, at a certain level, you know, that, that we bought as prospects, like a, a Juan Foyth or, or, or Davinson Sanchez. You know, they kind of regressed towards the end of the Pochettino era, or stayed stagnant at least. And I don't know. I, I, I think it, like, in my heart of hearts, I, 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 I don't know. 
I just really don't know what Pochettino is going to do with, you know, 18 of the 26 guys that he had the last time he was here. Like, why is this going to be a different movie with a different, like, I don't know. Because because now Lo Celso and Ndombele are actually ready to play games. That's what's yeah, but will he play him? Will he play him? Will he play him together? Who fucking knows? <laughs> I mean, he wanted him, right? Like those were the big signings for Pochettino. You got to think he's gonna play those Elson and Dombele. Yeah, and then you know, Harry Kane's gonna go to Manchester City. So what do we do then? You know, we're just gonna play no striker because without Harry Kane, Pochettino was always you know really fucking good. Um, so, you know. Well, Brian, you, you have been our Oh, uh, we made the Champions League final without Harry Kane, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you're not wrong. And then, what did we do when we played Harry Kane? We lost the final, so there goes my right, entire so argument. sell him. Yeah. Pochettino some money. Wait sell him and we'll win the Champions League final. Well, Brian, did you watch much PSG this year? I know in the past you've been our French League expert, but, like, I mean... I mean, a little bit. I don't what have was the... I mean, he played that game against, like... I think it was Bayern where everyone acted like he single-handedly reinvigorated world football, and then he Manchester City just ate his lunch, which I guess means that he's the same old Mauricio. But I, I I don't know. Like it seemed like he did a decent job at PSG with a you know team that he really didn't have a hand in shaping. Yeah, I mean those Bayern matches were a lot of fun, um, and. It, I think the, the there's a lot of issues with the PSG squad. It's really unbalanced. Um, and you look at a, his midfield there has kind of the opposite end of the spectrum problem from what we do is they have a lot of guys there, but they mostly all do the same stuff with the exception of like Verratti. And then everybody else in the midfield is just kind of the same whereas spurs have all these disparate guys that do different things but they've only got like three actually good ones um so and you know he doesn't he didn't really have like great fullbacks um you know they were still kind of i think hurting from losing tiago silva who they didn't really replace they've got young good young defenders but um and then i, I honestly i think the thing that kept pochettino alive a lot was kilo Navis was just uh, amazing all through that Champions League run and saved his ass a lot in the um, in the league as well, um, even though they didn't wind up winning it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like you said, he didn't have a hand in shaping it. He didn't really get any opportunity. He didn't have any opportunity to make any signings or transfers or anything. And I think that they understood that he probably wasn't going to win the league. And while you could look at it on the outside and say, look, based on budget and based on all these other things, you really should have won the league. I think PSG probably, the, from the management level, we're going to give him a pass on not getting that done. Um, but, I mean, he did win uh, He did win the their version of the, the League Cup or the Charity Shield or whatever. Like, that was his first game in charge. I think both, yeah. And I think he did win the, the, the Coupe de France later. Um, and, you know, he got him to uh, another semifinal of the Champions League. Um, so, I, you know, I think... So he is a winner now. Yeah, I mean, technically he is a winner. Got a winning mentality. We're good. Got that monkey off his back. He's learned to appreciate domestic cups. Sounds perfect. Yeah, I, you know, I think, I think if you were, if you were a PSG fan, you'd probably be largely fine with what he did, and you'd be interested to see what your team could do because you're one of the only teams that has money this summer, and who can you bring in, and how can you diversify the midfield, how can you um, add some other options up top, um, but, I mean, if he doesn't get along with Leonardo, then I don't know. I. I, I I mean, it sounds like PSG's not trying to force him out. I mean, I don't know if he's on... Maybe he's on a bit of thin ice next year if they don't do well in the league or something. I mean, but... I mean, PSG has been at going to great pains to make it clear they don't want him to leave. Now, I don't know how much of that's they don't want him to leave or how much of it's like they're not ready to force him out, but also it looks kind of bad that their second manager in a row is, like, desperately unhappy there. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, and I also kind of wonder how much of this is kind of media generated um, from the French media who, for whatever reason, haven't really taken a shine to Pochettino yet. Um, and I've seen some places speculate that it's because he's doing all his press conferences in Spanish, even though he speaks French well, he's just out of practice. He's doing basically the same thing he did when he first came to England, where like he speaks English, but he's just he wants to make sure that he's communicating 100% accurately his ideas and his thoughts and feelings about matches. And so like he's still doing press conferences in Spanish rather than French. Uh, and I guess that's rubbing some people in the media the wrong way. And I'm curious as to whether, at least initially, some of that fueled sort of you know, uh, the creation of, of, of bigger issues out of the Leonardo stuff or or made his seat artificially hotter than it needed to be because they didn't wind up winning the league or whatever. And, and you know, I have no idea. But, the, but it is, you would think that the club PSG would have a lot of rope for Mauricio Pochettino given what, that he has played for the club before, that he is the guy that they very specifically wanted, that he is one of the best managers in the world, um, you would think that, like, he gets a little leeway. Like, even if, you know, you come into the end of next year and you're not runaway title winners, um, you would still think that he would have the job regardless. So looking at the way PSG have, have responded to the news, and like you said, Greg, they've been very, very adamant that he's not going anywhere. Do we think it's because they really do desperately want to keep him because they believe in no. him? Or are they just trying to get him to break up with them in public so then they can have some kind of contractual high ground or moral high ground? or like what, here's, what is their here's my Here's my read on PSG is I think they don't want him to leave. But I don't think they're. I think they're probably not in love with him, whether it's Leonardo or higher ups at the club. And I think what's really going on here is they. It doesn't look good. Like you know, he had a decent year for them. They're not by any. I think Brian makes a good point that maybe there's some pressure on him because he didn't win the league. But like you're, they've gone out of their way to sort of demonstrate they're not. At least on the record, they're happy with him. They're not mad about not winning the league. you know. And I just don't think it looks good. Not only does he not want to leave, he wants to go to Tottenham. You know, He wants to go get back with his ex-girlfriend, who is not at the PSG's level, according to them. Certainly not in their financial bracket. And I think that's a bad look. For I think if he wanted to go to Real Madrid, it would be a bad look. But it's a real bad look that he wants to go to Tottenham. And that's a second manager in the row who's, who wants to leave or is left on bad terms. I think that's that doesn't look good for them. Even though you know if they wanted to go hire Conte, they could do it tomorrow. I think it's probably an issue of it's pride for them. And if he wants to go, he's going to have to make a stink. Like they're not going to do it for him. And I because I think they're trying to save face, or or it's pride, one or the other, or both. I, I just don't think it looks good for them. And you know, I don't think this is what they want to happen. At the same time, I, I think maybe they're not in love with him, but I don't think they were ready for him to leave yet. Now, I don't know, maybe maybe all indications are that this is, whether it's Leonardo or everyone, like, Pochino is not happy with how that club works on the inside. And maybe he's just trying to jump before he gets pushed. But, you know, I think PSG's trying to save face because it is a real problem. I mean, we talk about Harry Kane. Harry Kane has no leverage. Harry Kane is a player on the club. I mean... You know, I think that's that's not good that Harry Kane, who's so important to Spurs, wants to leave. But your manager doesn't want to be there, and you're going to force him to stay. That that's a real bad look. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's just very weird to me that you're four months into the job and you're already like, Ugh, I'm out of here. Like, I think that, that either speaks to it's an awful place to work, or he really misses Spurs, or slash he really misses how much juice he had at Spurs. Or both. I think it speaks to one of those things. It could also be his family still living in London. Maybe he is just desperately I mean, unhappy in Paris. I mean, look, like PSG sacked Tuchel this season. He moved to Chelsea and won the Champions League. Like, it doesn't sound like PSG is the healthiest of, of sporting climates for a manager to work in. 
you know. They sacked him a year after he made the Champions League final in a very ugly season for, with COVID and all that. Right. Like, they, they had a very good manager on board who, again, did the thing that all that's all PSG wants is to win the Champions League. And the guy who just did it, they had at their club and fired him. So, you know, the fact that Pochettino finds it an unpleasant work environment after only a few months is not the most surprising thing in the world. It's not like PSG has had a, a long list of managers who have, like, intense fondness for the club and have had great times at the club. Like, they've milled through managers since they've been bought out pretty much every season or two. Um, you know, there's there's definitely... It's, this is definitely not just a Pochettino can't handle a big club yeah. kind of situation. It's just it's it's you said Ben. I think it's really interesting. He got there so fast. Now maybe it's there's other factors driving it. But four months, like to, damn, that's that's quick. That's real quick. Yeah, it is. But you know, he's always been a, a smart man who believes in the Energia Universal, <laughs> and if he's not feeling that Energia. At, in Paris, you know, he knows it's time to leave. And I think I think there's a lot of Spurs fans who are probably looking at him, quote-unquote, failing at PSG as a reason not to bring him back. And I just really, really think that is a really limited perspective on what's going on there. I think if you want a reason for why Pochio coming back to Spurs is a bad idea, I don't think anything that's happening, at P- as far as we know, Anything that's happening at PSG would give you that indication. I think any reasons why it's not a good idea for him to come back to Spurs are his last year and change at Spurs. You know, if if you want reasons why this is a bad idea, those are your reasons. That's where you'll find those reasons. Now, again, I think we've talked about how those reasons could have been addressed or won't be an issue this time around. But... Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything about what's happening at PSG to make you think one way or the other. I mean, honestly, the fact that I think he's been reasonably successful at PSG is probably a reason. If anything, I think his time at PSG is a positive in terms of bringing him back. Because I think you see, oh, he's a little refreshed. Look how well he did in the Champions League there. You know, I mean, he had them playing decently when, you know, all the issues that Brian was, was talking about were there. I mean, it wasn't like he got to PSG and it was like the train wreck we saw in his last couple months at Spurs. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Brian, tell us how you disagree. No, I <laughs> I don't have any logical. I just don't want him back. I just want something different. I want to have new feelings about a new person. And, you know, I don't want to have to go to the same places with the same guy and be like, oh, this is the place, remember, where we got the cheeseburger? And then. Um, but what if we, we play Ajax in the conference league? Was. What if we play Ajax in the conference league? <laughs> yeah. That, no, that'd be great. Wait, what about a cheeseburger? <laughs> Nothing. That's fine. It's fine. I was just reminiscing about past relationships. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, I don't know. You just don't don't you guys want to feel something new and different and exciting? No, I want to feel good again. That he can make it happen for me. Yeah, it's funny. I think I think what you're kind of getting at is something that I've always felt as a Spurs fan, which is that the summer transfer window is always more exciting than the seasons because like you said it could be anything it's this time of of ultimate possibility where we could make all the best signings we could bring in the newest hottest manager and the next season could be the one season that finally does it for us and then you get to the season and it isn't that it's never that it's always vaguely disappointing in some way or another even when it's very good you know like we have we were grousing about those you know me especially um as much as i do love him as a manager but like all of the times we fell short you know we remember that and we know what it's like to fall short season after season after season and now having this opportunity for a clean slate of infinite possibility i understand the feeling that that is appealing like, i just want to hang on to that that idea of possibility and Pochettino is not this, you know, nebulous concept of possibility. He's a known quantity with with known baggage. And that really puts a damper on this idea of what we might be in the future. But I think it's weird 
to prioritize those moments of that like liminal space between seasons over the actual year of football that we play. <laughs> you know, like you spent you you personally spent two years calling Pochettino a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we can go back and pull all the clips. I'm no, sure we can. No, we can't. That's way too much work. <laughs> we'll pay. Someone on Twitter could do it. Um, and you want that man back? Yes, and that is the, like the ultimate proof that it's the right decision. Like I went back to my old. <laughs> I don't know how that's proof it's right, but okay. Because even as you know a Pochettino critic. I never thought Pochino was a bad manager. I never thought that Pochino was not capable of getting us to the level we wanted to be on. I just armchair quarterbacked every single match because I have a podcast and he does things that are stupid. And, uh, you know, every manager does things that are stupid. Like Pep Guardiola managed himself out of a Champions League just just last week. Uh, it was like three days ago. <laughs> You know, and I wouldn't say Pep Guardiola isn't the best manager in the world, but if I had a Man City podcast, I'd be fucking furious right now talking about that game. So, you know, I, you know, I went back and I looked at all my tweets about Pochettino and relived my frustration with him over the lo- those last few years. And even confronting myself with my own criticisms, I still, I still want him back. I still feel like he is a phenomenal manager who c- took this club to untold heights that I think we can surpass with with the little perspective that we've all gained. Well, I think that's the trick, though. You look at who we're hiring, and, you know, we said you were talking about that possibility. It's like you're betting on Ten Hag is going to keep progressing with Spurs, or Potter is going to... Look, we're all betting on the next Pochettino, this, that guy who's going to take a step up with us. And I think, like, you know, I'm very distracted by the emotions of this whole thing, but... At the same time, I think the fact of the matter is that, you know, we have a chance right now to sign, like, two of, what, top five, top ten managers in the world right now between Conte and Pochettino, and we know one of them can last for a little bit longer than the other before it all implodes, which is probably the one you would go with if you had to pick. Like, I mean, Pochettino, for all the problems that we're aware of, for all the ways it fell apart, he is a known quantity, and... I think Spurs would be hard-pressed to hire a manager better than him. Maybe Conte is it. Maybe he is a better manager than Pochettino. But we also know how that falls apart very quickly, and especially given the financial concerns. That gives me pause that, you know, I mean, I guess I'm worried about that to an extent with Pochettino, but we've seen Conte have the same issue at multiple clubs. So, I mean, he's a proven quantity. I mean, putting all that other stuff aside, he is a proven quantity to an extent. And there's a level at which I don't blame the club for going with what they know works. And not just for us, just in general. Well, I think the Conte thing is, it seems to me to be like a continuation on the theme of the Jose Mourinho hire. Like, it's another one of those ones where you're saying, all right, no, not a project, not a rebuild, not a reshaping of the club and and everything. We have some guys that are... 28 to 32 and we need to win something now um and i mean i would guess i was okay with that under Mourinho, so maybe i guess i'd force myself into being okay with that under I mean, conte is good that's the difference <laughs> yeah like he's not a footballing dinosaur that like that is the difference um but you know if any team was gonna you know ruin his run of winning trophies wouldn't it be spurs um yeah i mean you're right i mean part of that is Look, if Spurs just won, like, the petrodollar lottery and we had, you know, like, Roman Abramovich Jr. buying us and pumping tons of money into us, I might actually think Conte's the better hire. If we can, you know, just buy all the dudes he wants us to buy, you know, look, fair enough. Like, great. But we're not that. And we know that Pochino, on some level, can work within the constraints we have as a club. Now, he might not want to, but clearly, whatever we're promising him, he is clearly understands what Spurs can and cannot do. And I just think that is a problem waiting to happen with Conte, and I think it'll happen sooner rather than later, given what we just saw at Inter. I just... I think... I don't know. We're all... I think we're just all being so idealistic about it, and we're all just like, oh, high-pressing, and all this stuff that he hasn't done for three years. 
What's that? Don't you want to dream a little? Don't you want to believe in something, Brian? Yeah, I want to believe like, in somebody it's, new. It's I want to wildly believe in... idealistic to believe that Ted Hogg is going to come in and do what Pochettino couldn't. Yeah, but I just want to, like, he, uh, maybe we'll play some pretty football with him at least. I don't know that we will play attractive football with, or, you know, we'll be it'll be more attractive comparative to the Jose Mourinho <laughs> stuff, obviously, but, like... We played very attractive football under Pochettino. I don't know. Was it, was it that attractive that last year and a half? No, but that was because Daniel Levy didn't sign anybody for a year because he couldn't figure out how to walk and chew gum at the same time. Yeah, at a minimum, I mean, at a minimum, we're not building a new stadium. Whatever else is I mean, going the, on. The thing is, is like, it, it, is if you sign Pochettino, you like I said, you still have to do some churn with this squad. Like, you have to get mm-hmm. rid of some players. Like, like Toby has to go, and now instead of one center back, you need two. And Dyer probably has to go, and so now you need three center backs. And you know, Aurier's gone, so you need another right back. Doherty sucks. You need another right back. You know, uh, you're talking still... about like the only this player all true. that's all going to have to happen no matter who we have, except maybe Toby. Maybe Toby sticks around if we hire Ten Hog, but everyone else has got to go anyway. So why not bring Dad back and let him sort it out? I don't all right. know. I mean, I... hey, you know, remember when Pochettino solved their defensive midfield problem by making Eric Dyer a defensive midfielder? Maybe Pochino rocks up and says, hey, Joe Roden, Jaffa Tanganga, you're my guys. And then we have the best center backs in the league. You don't well, know. What if he shows up and says, Eric Dyer, you're a striker I don't know anything, now. honestly. Eric Dyer, you're yeah, a backup striker. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, whatever happens, I'm sure it'll be mostly fine. And so, we won't hate it. Like, honestly... Really? After the last year, you're sure? <laughs> no, yeah, look, if it's Pochettino, if it's Conte, if it's Ten Hag, if it's Potter, I'm sure we will all go back to enjoying Spurs much more than we enjoyed them under Jose Mourinho. Like, <laughs> that is a shocking you know, level of optimism, Brian. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. So let's, Does let's... any part of you at the idea of hiring Pochettino, like, remember back to that, like, 2016, 17, or 17, oh, yeah, 18? Oh, 100%. And, like, no, no. feel joy? Is there any joy in your heart, Brian? No, you know the answer to that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I, I don't like, – like Greg said, like, you know, there is an element of romanticism to that. And I very much do appreciate that because, like, look, as we've talked about, best manager we've had in the last 60, 70 years. We, we achieved some great things under him. We played some really nice football, like, you know – Anytime I see the clips from that Ajax game, I still it still like gives me goosebumps. Like I still get a little weepy. Like like I want to feel that again, but I am not convinced that we will feel that ever again. Like you know, it's just like right now, like we're drunk. Pochettino's drunk. We've texted each other. We've decided like, hey, wouldn't this be fun? Hey, remember what it was like in Amsterdam and how much fun we had that night and we sang and we clapped and that wasn't that great. And then in a few days, we'll all sober up and be like, why did we do this? This was so stupid. Um, that uh, That's where I'm at with this. Uh, maybe my, my tolerance has been so lowered by Mourinho. I'm just thinking, like, what's the worst that could happen? The, the worst is, I guess, we get a Parisian venereal disease. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could get relegated. What were we, we were in, like, yeah, what, fourth unlocked- place? Look, we've all been on lockdown for a really long time. The I the possibility of a drunken hookup is like <laughs> I couldn't even imagine that for a year. Now eh, the energy universe yeah, energy at university, uh, like it's it's coming back, baby. So Brian, let's do you think this happens just yes or no? Do you think we end up with Pochino? Um Yeah, I, there's too much smoke for this to not be a real thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly think that, that we'll end up with having Pochino back. Ben? Uh, yeah, I think it's happening. I, I agree with what you said, Brian. It's, this is, again, we're recording this Tuesday night. These quotes coming out in the French paper, Spurs pet reporter putting the same information out on his own end. This is what Pochettino forcing his way out of PSG begins to look like. That is how it starts. I, I, unless PSG is just pissed enough about this that they 
put their foot down. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to happen. Um, I would like some enterprising reporter to let us know, like, what mechanisms are in place that would allow Pochino to leave or prevent him from leaving. Like, you know, like, can PSG just tell him to suck shit and sit on, and sit at his house for, like, two years? Is it, you know, like, what's the, what, what needs to happen for them to let him go? I mean, because I can't imagine if he really wants to leave, they want to keep him around, so... In any case, yeah, I tend to agree with you guys. I, I think this could happen. I still think I like our process. I like all the guys we're looking at. Like Brian said, like I, I don't even Conte is as much as many problems as I see him bringing with him. I think we're going to end up playing better football than we're used to seeing. And I like all the names we're being linked with. And it's honestly encouraging now that I was a little worried that. Uh, with Everton looking for a manager now, that they would snap up some of our backup candidates. But they are not linked with people I want to see coaching Tottenham Hotspur. So, uh, you know, good for you. I hope you hire one of the people you've been linked with, Everton. I think it would be hilarious if David Moyes goes back to Everton after getting West Ham into Europe. Oh, it would be incredible. It would be incredible. Only only top tip, Roberto Martinez. I want Roberto Martinez to go to Everton just so, for once, I can lecture Europeans about how to properly pronounce a name. I mean, hasn't he coached Everton before? Yeah, I know, and everyone still says his name wrong, so... <laughs> I wanted to come Is back. his name not Roberto Martinez? Yeah, only in England. I like, I like a, in England how everybody who's Spanish, whose name is David, is, is David. As if that is how they pronounce David. In, just call him Dave. Spain. Just call him Dave. If you're going to do it, just call him Dave. Like, Dave Silva. David. Come Oops. on. Come on, England. Get your head out of your ass. Not like we would My ever pronounce concern. any names wrong, ever. <laughs> no, this is the one time, though, that we get it right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing that really worries me about the Pochino saga is... PSG are certainly capable of making this drag on longer than we'd like. But they need to resolve and... it too, though. That's that's that, that would be my only counterpoint. To that, but you're right. But do they though? Like cause they need to they hire someone af- too. I mean, I guess no, if we're not going to hire Conte, they like, are. But kick the can down the road in a way that we can't, because like, you know, they can right. probably walk the league with you know whoever they pull off the street. Every year, right. Neymar, like, like, Neymar gets older, and they're trying to re-sign Mbappe. Like, I don't think they can kick the can down far as far down the road as you think. Yeah, but the manager's not going to make the difference there. Like, they uh... have infinite money. Like, no, they, they can sign players. They can do all the things. And this is what we can't do. Is like, We still have no movement on a director of football, whether that's going to happen or not. There's nothing there. Uh, there's been a few rumors, but the players that we need, like which are several, there's no movement there because. But I think we're in a bit of a weird situation this summer. The Euros, the Euros were going to restrict movement anyway. So in a weird way, I think we have a little bit more time to operate than we normally would. Plenty of players are going to be targeting who are not. You're right. No, you're not wrong. It's just generally the market slows when there's a competition, international competition. All I'm saying is Daniel Levy is still doing way too much. Yes. As long as he's focused on manager search, he's not doing anything else. And we need to get this resolved quickly so that we can do all the other things we need to do to fix this broken-ass football club. And, you know, I just hope whatever's happening with Pochettino, you know, we have an answer quickly so that we can move on with our lives and, like, get something in place so we can move forward. June 9th is when the transfer window opens. So I would hope that either this is resolved by then or about to be resolved by then. You know, like, I mean, if we hire him on June 11th, like, I don't really care. But, you know, like, we don't, we certainly don't want this dragging out till July, unless it's like a fait accompli and, like, he's basically hired. We just are waiting to announce it or something like that. I, you know, we, you're, you're right. We don't, this is not something we went dragging out forever. I do think the Euros gives us a little more room to operate than usual. But, or the, or the fact that there's like 20 million different tournaments this summer. Um, but yeah, it's not something you want dragging out forever and ever. And I just don't... This is the first day, this Tuesday, that like I think we've seen real pressure put on PSG. And the question is, are we in the middle of a kabuki dance where PSG just needs a few things to happen 
to permit Pochettino to go, or are they going to play hardball over this? And it's so, I just have no feel for it, because if you've got a, ma- a manager who doesn't want to manage your club is a huge problem, even if you have all the money that PSG has. So there comes a point where they might want to cut bait, especially if a guy like Conte is on the market. So, I don't know. I have no feel for how quickly this is going to move because, you know, the Carlo Ancelotti thing, again, it's Real Madrid, so I don't want to compare our ability to attract a manager to, to Real Madrid's ability to attract a manager, but that all happened in about five minutes. So it would be nice if this could resolve by the end of this week, but who knows. Yep. Everyone, Brian okay. made a shruggy hand gesture that sounded like resigning himself to his sad fate. Which is maybe yeah. a good fate for the rest of us. I don't know. Who uh, can say, that, honestly? On that note, uh, Brian, where can people find you reliving uh, Amsterdam on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Ashlock. That's Brian with a Y. Oh, it's back. Ben, where can people find you uh, rehashing your old Pochettino tweets? Uh, you can find me on Twitter calling Pochettino decidedly not a fraud on, <laughs> at Comrade Uspers. And you can find me on Twitter having complicated emotions about Mauricio Pochettino at Skipjack0079. Don't forget to follow our podcast feed at WDR Podcast. That's WDR as in Wheel of Deal Radio. And please leave us a five-star review. You know, we're never going to fix our audio uh, if you don't give us a five-star review. So, yeah. On that note, for Ben... For Brian with a Y, for Brett Rainbow, and for Mauricio, please come back to us. Please, please, Mauricio, come back to Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.